good evening and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, proudly supported by the Fitness and Wellness Show, Sydney, March 2022, Infinite Cycle, the bike 22% on an angle, and Coach Wally. Today, I am speaking to Carl Rode. So who is Carl Rode? Well, he is a professor professor of future forecasting and innovation. He co-founded the biggest educational trends institute in the Netherlands in 2012. The city of Shanghai awarded him as the first professor of future forecasting and innovation in China. Carl has also presented on trends from Brazil to Shanghai, but Carl is based in the Netherlands and that is where he is joining me from today. Good uh-huh. evening, Carl. Yeah, good. Well, it's good morning here, but uh, hello. Uh, well, <laughs> nice uh, to be on your show. Good morning to you and good evening for me. But you know what, that's Carl? It. That's all the that's fun it. of joining together, isn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, well, that's a good thing of uh, our online connected uh, globe. It is now, Carl. I know that um, you are you are so world renowned for being a future forecaster, and your love for innovation and trends. And you and I have had some great conversations in 2021. But for our audience who doesn't quite know who Carl is, who are you, and what are you doing at the moment? Okay, thanks. Well, at the moment, I'm simply at home because I can't travel due to a certain uh, pandemic, as we all know. Yes. But I'm a professor since uh, since decades now on future forecasting and innovation. And these things belong together. If you only do future forecasting and you don't innovate, you are impotent. And if you only innovate without future forecasting, you are innovating in the dark. So these things, future forecasting and innovation, belong together. Uh, I do this uh, for several decades now, and uh, that made me a professor both in China and in Barcelona and in the Netherlands on, on the theme future forecasting and innovation. And one of uh, the strong points of our way of future forecasting, we have our own method- methodology. So uh, I travel uh, on invitation in, in, uh, on invitation through my uh, universities. Actually, over a lot of universities or hotels or schools, hotels, schools, and other schools uh, all over the world since 15 years. And I say, I used to go there and say, Hello, students, I make you a cool hunter. You're going to hunt for tiny cool seeds with new developments in your industry. And now we're talking about fitness. But it can also be hospitality or luxury or ICT or business. But basically, they're all hunting for tiny, cool seeds with future growth potential. Cool is attractive and inspiring. So if all those international students hunting for those tiny, cool seeds and blogging about it, we publish them on uh, hidden workspaces and all the cool hunters um, separated by industry uh, are reading all the blogs commenting on the blogs, rating on the blogs. So in the end, you've done proper research. And the good thing is, if you do this all over the world, you really get a validated sense of what's happening in the world. It's dangerous, whoever you are, whatever clever you are, if you say, hello, I can watch the future 
and I know what a threat will be, then you are in a danger zone, then you are not doing valid stuff. You must work with a lot of people, all younger than me, by the way, because I'm in the business after three decades, um, than me, and they must say, hello, these are my, this is my view on a cool, cool seeds, time cool seeds of future growth potential. We must discuss them together, we must rate them, and we must collect them, and then you get validated trends in fitness, for example. And that's basically what I'm doing, and uh, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I love it a lot, and I'm happy that during the last decades I've been servicing students uh, on four decades, including in uh, Australia, and on uh, uh, 54 uh, universities and, and high schools. So uh, it, it's, it's running. These years are, of course, a little bit more boring because now you have to do your lessons in front of a screen in, in, in Amsterdam. Uh, but I hope to travel soon wherever they go to invite me. So tell me, Carl, you said that you publish the research. So the listeners uh, would probably like to know where can they find that those that, those blogs? Where can they read about the research? Yeah, oh, that's, that's, uh, uh, apart from me being a professor, I have to be on company, science of the time, science of uh, what you do in, in, in universities, science of the time, T-I-M-E, dot com. Have a look there. And, of course, my name is Carl Rover, so in the end I will give you the, uh, my, the email address now. Uh, and there you can read more. And, of course, there's LinkedIn. I have a... a, a, a great amount of, of networked people on LinkedIn, so please join me if you wish. So what sort of blogs are on there at the moment, Carl, that are related to the fitness industry? Uh, well, uh, the blogs we are, uh, we are presenting are all over all different industries because we do cool fitness hunts, and I want to set up a big international one. Uh, we, got, we, we, do, we are strong in hospitality, so we have cool hospitality hunts, we have cool uh, luxury hunt, cool food hunts, by the way, even a cool agricultural hunt, which is pretty interesting, and cool ICT hunts and cool um, international business hunts. And we publish the best blogs about these, uh, from, from these cool hunts on uh, the web uh, page. And actually, right now, we, we are publishing on fitness because one of the reasons that we publish on fitness right now is because we have this uh, podcast now. Sorry. Carl, with all this research that you're doing, what are, with, when we talk about gyms and health clubs, with the research that you're doing, what are some of the strong points and the weaker points that you're finding with all of the research that you're doing at the moment when it comes to the fitness industry? What do we do well and what do we not do well? Okay, well, let's start with what, uh, what comes out of the research. Oh, by the way, the research is not only based on what those school hunters say, it's also based on, I do a, a continuous series of thought leaders interviews in the fitness industry, including you, Mel. That's like how we get connected to each other. And I've done 40 interviews now, so I learn also a lot from uh, thought leaders, and I combine that with what the fitness centers say. Uh, so it's a mix of those both streams of knowledge. Uh, let's start with what you're doing good. Uh, and that is that you'll last two or three years especially during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, the, the consciousness is that fitness and health are not part of the problem. 
the pandemic problem, but part of the solution is growing worldwide. Everybody is realizing, oh, uh, for example, now we see, and I learned both from the cool hunters and from uh, the thought leaders, you have now new people flocking into the club saying, hello, I want to work on my immune system. Well, that's totally pandemic related, of course. We see also now people uh, coming in uh, uh, who never ever considered going to the gym before. Partly they come in because they have uh, gained kilos watching uh, Netflix on the couch. <laughs> but also they come in basically because they say, well, I, I have to take my health more in my own hands. I cannot trust doctors completely. There is a virus going around. I have to uh, have to take more agency agency on my own health. And even they say, and it's also a mix between the fitness hunters and uh, doctors, after the, the thought leaders, can we trust doctors? They have their own business model. We, we, well, not can trust doctors, but they have a criticism around their business models because the business model is prescribing drugs, drugs and letting big pharma earn a lot of that. Wouldn't it be better if the, the, the perspective of a lot of doctors is changing, is broadening? Of course, you have to prescribe drugs when that's necessary, but why not prescribe uh, starting to participate in a, in a health club? That's not in the perspective of many doctors. Their, their focus is on prescribing drugs. And that's slowly changing, and that's also a big role a fortunate big role for um, the fitness and health industry because that's also in your interest, of course. Basically, that's, that's the, the, the powerful good thing about, uh, about uh, health and fitness clubs right now. You're part of the solution. You're not part of the problem. Cool, cool, cool. Um, however, there's all the, so that's the thing. Focus on that fantastic pandemic-induced Card. Everybody, more people realize it, and uh, governments less so, but there is a kind of shift in collective consciousness there. Having said that, uh, there are also now figures that uh, more people are flocking to the gym, apart from when they have to lock down, part of portion of lockdown in Australia. Uh, but generally speaking, more people are flocking to the gyms. Uh, these are figures from America and from the UK. But uh, many of them are, this is McKinsey report, are leaving quite soon. And that's not good. Apparently what you're doing good, people are starting to realize, perceive you as a business, as part of the solution, not of a problem. But then people flock in. And apparently many of them go out after six weeks already. And apparently do something wrong in the clubs. That might be, or I, I, to be honest, I'm convinced of that, that uh, you don't have a clear enough version and perspective on those new visitors. The old visitors really loved practicing. And the old visitors really have the, the Schwarzenegger syndrome, if you can call it that way. Uh, they have a natural appetite uh, for exercising. They love it and they know how it can feel and how it works for them. They are the aficionados. However, this is, and I estimate here, 
15%, one 5% of the general population. And now the other 85 start to come in. And they come in and uh, with the kind of attitude, I don't like it here. I don't want to be here. I prefer the couch. I know I have to get out of the couch, but uh, I'm not a fan. And now one of the challenges, one of the biggest challenges, the biggest challenge of uh, the industry is convincing these people how long you belong here too. Then no pain, no gain doesn't work. These people don't want to have the pain. They are not loving fitness. So convincing them, seducing them, nudging them to stay in your club after at least having getting over the threshold, and those thresholds are big, symbolically speaking, for them. That's a big chance. And, uh, and that will determine if you go from catering 15% of the population to maybe 50, 60, 70, 80%. So that's one of the, the, the biggest channels I see, both health-related. The good thing is people are realizing I'm getting fed on the Netflix couch, uh, people are realizing health and fitness is something for me, but a lot of people don't like it. So you really have to adapt. The personal trainers, the gyms really have to adapt their ways with emotional intelligence. How to treat those people who come to your clubs for the first time for a health reason often and don't feel it's a natural habit, habitat there. How to convince them to stay. But Carl, how do you make somebody that comes and joins your club, who's a new member, who was that person sitting on the couch watching Netflix through COVID, how do you make that person fall in love with exercise, fall in love with looking after themselves? Well, that's a key question. And part of the answer is managing expectations. Another part of the answer is have a good emotional intelligent personal trainer introducing you to the club. A third, but it's the third one, um, a part of the solution is uh, having a community there. That's a strong point. That's why people, uh, during the, the heart of the pandemic, and hope it's over now, or it's getting over now, a lot of clubs were uh, afraid that people would stay away after the pandemic. The good thing, everyone's coming back. That's not completely true, but mostly true. And you have new people coming into the clubs, so that's great. Uh, oh, what's that point? Yeah, so, so that's great, uh, but now you have to keep them. And uh, the social community is one thing. The best thing is expect, uh, managing expectations. Uh, there's still clubs who say, look, this were, this were my clients before. Uh, they started fitnessing, and now we have this far more beautiful body. This, this is not managing expectations. You have to train really, really very hard and long because you get a really uh, the body like the average personal trainer. I say average personal trainer because I know you're doing it in a different way. Uh, and these are beautiful gold-like bodies. If you train once a week, you will not get those beautiful godlike bodies, but you will feel better. 
you feel will feel energized. You will uh, feel more happy. You feel more in happier state, both bodily and uh, uh, mentally. You uh, will sleep better. So drifting away from oh, you will get the perfect Instagrammable body um, with one hour of training. And more nudging towards you will feel healthier, better, uh, energized, and assess that moment. Let invite people to feel that moment when they've done their exercises. That works better. So that's called uh, that's what I call uh, managing expectations, uh, and it's important. Also realize that, uh, especially the newcomers, the health motivated couch sitting newcomers feel pretty intimidated, can no can be can feel pretty intimidated on the poor floor. Uh, uh, with all these mirrors, with all these beautiful people. Uh, and of course there's nothing wrong with beautiful people, but if you set the standards very high, if you Instagramable, if you Instagram my mice, I don't know if that word, if you Instagram mice, the beauty standards, that those beauty standards in your clubs, and I know you're very clever, I'm not doing that. Uh, now you're catering to much more people, but in that, that's one of the reasons why I consider you a thought leader, because I have to talk to you. Uh, but if you do that, you intimidate even more. Mirrors in a club are not for the PTs to show how beautiful you are. They must be a means, a subtle means, uh, for people to show and look how I'm exercising and how I'm feeling good. Another point about mirrors is that people have mirrors at home as well. And many of them have exercised, no, not many of them, a growing amount of them have exercised for mirrors or screens. So, uh, and they are getting accustomed, this avant-garde, on uh, very sophisticated mirrors, interactive mirrors. And that might be a next step for the clubs as well. If people uh, more than before now also practicing at home in front of interactive mirrors, then the standard in, uh, in clubs might be offering them also these interactive mirrors, simply to, to live up to their heightened expectations. But basically that's the sideline, that's the, the key line is how to cater to those people who flocking into the clubs right now, Key message here is uh, manage expectations and also realize they are not like you. You love and your PTs love fencing. They don't. Once again, no pain, no gain. Doesn't work for them. Uh, I totally agree with you, Carl. Definitely no pain, no gain does not work for new people who are joining the clubs. You know, your message is very strong that it's about it's about delivering the feel-good factor internally as opposed to the, the reflection in the mirror. And that's a really hard message. Uh, previously, it has been a very hard message for the industry to sell and, and to deliver when people come in and join their clubs. And I think what you're saying is that, you know, with COVID and people are understanding now that it is about their immune system, it is about internally feeling good and not so much about that reflection in the mirror, that we as professionals have to upskill 
and retrain ourselves in the way that we deliver our service and our product. And it will be really interesting going forward into 2022 to see how other clubs, to see how suppliers uh, and even, you know, educational people, it'll be interesting to see what sort of message they send as a representation for the industry. Are we going to move away from, you know, sexy, uh, you know, size eight and big biceps and, as you said, you know, the Arnie Schwarzenegger look, are we going to move away from that and talk more about internal health and talk more about emotional health and perhaps working with the medical industry more as opposed to what we've done previously? In saying all of that, then to me, I feel like, you would agree, and of course disagree if, I, if I'm wrong, the future for personal, personal trainers, that would have to be a lot bigger and a lot bolder as opposed to prior to COVID then, do you think? Oh, that's a nice term, bigger and bolder. Thank you, uh, Mel. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to change. Um, and it's going to become bigger and bolder, if you ask me. Uh, and that might also, that also means upscaling and maybe getting a different, uh, 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 changing your DNA a little bit. That's difficult. The, 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 most of the personal trainers I know of, they're all emotionally intelligent, otherwise you can't be a personal trainer. But they all have, um, well, in the DNA is, I love fitness so much, it's difficult for me to uh, imagine that people don't love it. And now those personal trainers with this DNA of I love um, fitness have to cater to these people who don't love fitness. That's important. Another thing is, uh, one of the strong parts of club is of course the social. Hello, we discovered. I met so many people of, of club owners who were so relieved that everybody's coming back as soon as it's possible, uh, pandemic-wise, to the clubs. They say, oh look, we are social. That's our strong points, and people will be social uh, always because it's in the DNA, so we have eternal success. Uh, that you can put in another perspective, if you only, uh, in fact, 50% of the population has your club and not 85, you must be more nuanced about what success means. But this social thing is very important. You must play that social card at the same time. Social is changing. Uh, I, by the way, I speak, I spoke uh, last week, I did a thought in this interview with David Stalker, he's the CEO of MyZone, fantastic guy, by the way. And he, in a formal life, he, had, he, he was managing a chain. And he told me, and I like that, he said, every time when we opened a new facility, I said to the manager there, listen, now you have your facility, I will tell you when you have a community. And you have a club because that's the difference. And this club building, this community building, and I know you're very strong in it now, is uh, is highly important. Uh, PTs also must focus less on what they themselves offer to the club, and that's also a little bit the, the DNA of a PT. Look, me being beautiful and great and emotionally intelligent, and you have to be me. That's part of the business. Uh, business orientation as well, but you have to teach them also hello, but the club feeling is important. Don't focus that much. Don't focus solely on what you do with your, with your clients. The club feeling must be 
uh, stimulated, must be invigorated, because that's why people, a lot of people come to the clubs. Yeah, At the same I'm... time, we see now that the definition of social is changing. Uh, there are a lot of young youngsters, especially, who enter the club with their uh, earbuds, uh, earbuds on, not looking for connections, just simply doing their exercises. So one of the challenges of clubs is how to offer these people a sense of community that appeals to them. Partly we see them uh, building a sense of community outside the club on online platforms. So also clubs should think how can we participate in these online platforms in a growing group of especially younger people, but also intimidated older people, uh, don't like too much talking, uh, only to their cyborgish, uh, uh, totally closed exercises and then leave the gym. How can we give them a community feel? That's a challenge which is pretty important and it should be also part of the broader uh, ambition of uh, the personal trainer of the future. I think, Carl, in order to create community and culture that has a positive impact within your club, it also comes back to the marketing that you put out there on social media because I know that consumers shop and they get online and they have a look at the, you know, the pictures that are, that are on club social media pages and they look at the people and the videos and what types of people they are and then they look at the workouts and what types of workouts are on offering and I feel that sometimes if we go in too hard that we're fast and furious and you're all going to look amazingly beautiful after 21 days that we do miss out on the huge market that desperately do need our help and the only way to get them in the door is by what we put out into on social media and what we put out onto our websites. Do you think in order for us to get that 85% off the couch and into the clubs and to make them feel like they're part of a community, do you feel moving forward that we as club owners and as an industry need to be a little bit more responsible and accountable to what we are putting out there on the internet? I think, I think social media, well, we know that, of course, uh, we're talking about uh, big tech, everybody understands them, not everybody likes them, for good reasons, if you ask me, but they are hugely powerful. They are dominating digital marketing, and whether we like it or not, if you want to stay successful, you must participate with them, you must be strong, you must be cool, on a digital marketing. We do, by the way, a cool digital marketing hunt right now. Uh, and it's very interesting, but you also see how important it is uh, to be there in the right way. That means uh, not in the least the right pictures, so not an overdose of godlike, beautiful personal trainers in their 20s, uh, even less uh, biceps and even less muscles and more emotional pictures of emotional intelligence surfacing to the clients. That's important because that's what especially new clients will fall for. Uh, that's that's a, a pretty huge, but also 
realizing that you that uh, big, big tech is coming. Big tech is coming everywhere in automotive, in hotels, in food, in health. Uh, Amazon is the, the, the rumor now goes that Amazon will start its own hospitals. So uh, and maybe because they know so much about people, they know so much about their physical and mental search patterns, and therefore they know so much about the physical and mental condition. Uh, this might also be the case on fitness, people who visit fitness. They, the big tech knows more uh, about your customers in general because they know more than anybody else about all of us. It doesn't start making uh, more clouds simply. However, the strong points of, of uh, clubs is okay, big tech will always have more clouds from now on. But uh, the clubs have, if they are really good, razor shape focus on fitness data. And that's the way you can uh, could collaborate. Typically, you can't collaborate, setting up your own, uh, setting up your own clubs, digital universe. That's cool, but it will always be inferior to the knowledge that big data can bring. I don't like big data. They are manipulative. They will read off uh, part of your business, but you have to find a way to collaborate with them. And that collaboration is they have a lot of thin data. There's thin data and there's thick data. They have a lot of thin data. They know how your clients and your prospects and your ex-clients and your ex-members behave. That's what they know. You know better than anybody else and better than even uh, Big Tech ever will know what they do in the club, how they feel, how they are evolving, what they are liking, what they are disliking. That's called thick data. So, well, big tech can sparkling, uh, distribute sparkling pieces of thin data, very important, uh, over the clubs. You have the thick data, the emotional intelligence, thick data, not in the least generated by personal trainers. Reap, harvest their knowledge because they are on the floor. That's a thick data. Uh, and I think the future, both for uh, personal trainers and for uh, clubs, is sorting out ways on how to combine those ultimate golden thick data from the clubs with the thin, powerful, sparking data of big tech. So, yes, and it also means that the digital marketing will become more important because that's where big tech, is big tech is dominated and you have to find your way and protect your way in that big tech digital marketing universe. Well, Carl, I've written down some very cool notes. <laughs> Thin data, thick data, big tech, digital marketing. 85% of our consumers are sitting on the, on the couch watching Netflix. We have to, as fitness business professionals, um, start to rehearse how we're going to deliver expectation to those new people coming through the door. We're definitely the solution to what has happened to us globally for the last 20 months. I definitely agree with you on that. Before we finish our podcast, let's talk about what you're setting up internationally. And I absolutely love this. So Carl is just going to extend an invitation out to everybody internationally about a cool fitness hunt. 
Carl, tell us all about that. Oh, thanks for this opportunity, Mel. And I hope that people like the idea. Um, I told you about the school has to do with universities, and it works. And I will uh, definitely continue that. So that uh, we, we made during the last decades, we made ten thousand student school hunters more trend sensitive and more innovation sensitive. Apart from our university cool hunts, we also do with companies. Uh, we have one company and then we have a closed cool hunt now, and this is my first time, so I don't know if it will work, but I'm confident. I want to set up an international cool fitness hut. I want to uh, I want to work with 100, ideally speaking, uh, cool fitness hunters. Uh, all over the world. We know now the validated trends. We've talked about some of them, but uh, we, are, well, we have more to tell. Uh, thanks to the thought leaders who were great and to the uh, fitness students uh, we have already. So I'm going to present in five sessions five different key trends. Uh, also, when you participate in the cool, if you have a say, if you say, well, I want to know more about AI. And fitness, or I want to know more about notion intelligence and fitness, or experience economy and fitness. We uh, adapt, we customize the trends presentations uh, uh, according to the wishes of the, uh, the participants, the cool, the cool fitness hunters. That's the idea. Right now, it's only an idea, and well, I'm fortunate enough and confident enough to say it will work, but it might take some time. If people think this is interesting. Please let them contact me or go to the website, but even better contact me directly because I'm also looking for input. What kind of trend fields you want us to cool hands on and maybe you can participate. By, by the way, you must ask some money then, otherwise you can't afford it. But uh, so I want to make it really interactive. And the good thing, suppose, ideally speaking, we have cool fitness hunters from Shanghai, from Australia, from Sao Paulo, from London, from Johannesburg, and only asking them what's the coolest new fitness concept in your country. Blogging about them, so the coolers have to work. Blogging about them, reading each other, rating each other, discussing if this Johannesburg uh, concept is feasible for Australia and why, and why it's not feasible for Amsterdam and why. That's the power of, of cool hunting. It's not only uh, getting formulating validated trends with a lot of people. You cannot formulate trends on your own. You're not that. Nobody is. Uh, but also discussing these things. Uh, building a community of people who are really into, uh, into the blogging. We help you with the blogging, by the way, and making sharp the communication. Uh, because we are expert in that right now, after we've done 150 cool hands until now. So we know how to do it and the technology works as well. So this is basically the idea. If people love it, Carl Rode, C-A-R-L-R-O-H-D-E, LinkedIn, signsofthetime.com, Carl at signsofthetime.com, that's my email address. Uh, absolutely thanks love for, thanks, thanks for sparking this idea, uh, Mel. Oh, look, Carl, I absolutely love the concept and the idea and I certainly hope that you get a, a lot of people interested but you know what Carl it's not just about the cool fitness hunt that people need to be chatting to you about there is so much to learn from you and every time I speak to you I definitely learn something new you know 
thin data, thick data, big tech, digital marketing. And I love the way that you shared the message that we as fitness business professionals need to change the expectation of the consumer that walks through our door because you know what we do we do promise a lot when people sign up at our clubs but now we need to approach that differently so that's definitely something that I'm actually going to take back into my own club and talk to my team about now Carl I know that you just went through your uh, email address and your web address but if you again please if you can just repeat where is the best place for our audience to get in touch with Carl uh, well, simply uh, the best get my name Carl R O H D E. Uh, email Carl C A R L at scienceofthetime.com. And uh, LinkedIn also works perfectly because then he has, uh, well, that also works perfectly. So if you have my name Carl C A R L and my family name R O H D E, uh, that should work. And my company name scienceofthetime.com. Fantastic. So I'll be dropping Carl's details in the bottom of our podcast so that you can get in touch with him. Carl, thank you very much for joining me on the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast this evening for me, in the morning for you over there. And I do hope you have an absolutely fantastic Christmas and I can't wait to catch up with you in 2022, hopefully in person. Thanks versa. I'm uh, very happy to talk to you and happy to people who are listening and uh, let's see where it will bring us. Okay, thank you, Mel. Thank you, Carl. And just a reminder that the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast is proudly supported by the Fitness and Wellness Show in Sydney in 2022 in March, Infinite Cycle and Coach Wally. Thank you.